MSW Media. Thanks to Ramp for supporting the Daily Beans. Ramp is a corporate card and financial software suite designed to help you save time and put money back in your pocket. Right now, get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com slash beans. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Friday, July 22nd, 2022. Today, the investigation into the missing Secret Service texts has been elevated to a criminal investigation. Former Trump aide Garrett Ziegler goes on a sexist, racist rant after his deposition with the 1-6 committee. Top Trump lawyers were briefed on the granular details of the fraudulent elector scheme as early as December 13th, 2020. And the Bannon trial wraps up with uh, no witnesses called by the defense, so no uh, medievalness, I guess. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Hey, 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 how are you? I'm good. What's up, East Coast? Oh, you know, if you hear some chimes in the background, that is St. John's Episcopal, which is right next door to where I'm staying. And I don't mean to brag, but if you hear any sort of a leaf blower in the background, that is whoever's (laughs) taking care of the neighborhood around my apartment. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, I don't think that the neighborhood around your apartment is where the uh, Secret Service and um, federal police came in and used rubber bullets and tear gas against peaceful protesters when Donald walked across the street for a photo op with an upside down Bible. But leaf blowers nonetheless that would be true didn't we ban leaf blowers in california i thought we banned i mean it's probably not it could be who knows a a weed whacker a lawnmower it could be anything at this point i can't actually (laughs) see a friend of mine calls me the hall monitor because i'm always looking out the window of my apartment going what's going on down there you're mrs roper what's what's happening (laughs) that's amazing i love it all right so i am in dc i'll be at the hearing later i'll be live tweeting it. Uh, It actually starts at 8 p.m. Eastern. I've been saying seven this whole week. I don't know where I got that stuck in my head, I guess, because the last one was at seven that was in primetime. This one's at eight. And I might even be wrong about that. You know, it happens. Also in the news today, the president, Biden, has tested positive for COVID. He's experiencing mild symptoms. So we are sending get well vibes to POTUS. And uh, we have a lot of news to get to. So let's do that. Let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right. The Department of Homeland Security's inspector general has launched a criminal investigation into the circumstances surrounding the destruction of Secret Service text messages that may have been relevant to inquiries about the January 6th Capitol riot. May have been, Dana. They might. Maybe. Mm. We don't know. We know. Secret Service texts from 24 people, including Ornato, on January 5th and 6th might be relevant. But yeah, definitely is. Two sources familiar with the matter have told this information to NBC News that, the you know, the investigation is going criminal. The results of the investigation could be referred to federal prosecutors. That's the Department of Justice, depending on the results. The DHS inspector general informed the Secret Service on Wednesday evening that the investigation is now criminal and that it should halt all internal investigations on the missing text messages, according to a letter detailed to NBC News. And that freaks me out a little bit. Halting all other investigations because of this inspector general criminal investigation. I'll talk about this inspector general. He is Joseph Kufari. He learned actually in February that the Secret Service had deleted nearly all their texts from around the time of the January 6th attack on the Capitol, but chose not to tell Congress. 
And that's according to three people briefed on the internal discussions, which makes me think if they have to halt all other investigations while he conducts this criminal investigation, it seems like a a way to protect them from being looked at by anyone other than him. Absolutely. Yeah, I do. Um, So that's nice. He's criminally investigating the Secret Service. But who's investigating him? Right. The previously unreported revelation about the inspector general's months long delay in flagging the now deleted Secret Service text came from two whistleblowers who have worked with Inspector General Kufari. That's according to people with knowledge. Now, the congressional staff and two whistleblowers shared a concern that Kufari's office not alerting congressional investigators into the missing records reduces the chances of recovering critical pieces of evidence. Of course it does. The longer that you don't tell somebody that stuff has been deleted, the more you can go in and make sure it's permanently deleted, right? Yep. And let's not forget Dana Kufari, a Trump appointee, quashed two investigations in 2020, including what I had mentioned at the top of the show, the use of force, rubber bullets and tear gas against peaceful protesters after the murder of George Floyd in Lafayette Square, right here, right outside my window. And he also quashed a probe into the danger that Secret Service agents faced from COVID-19 in the White House. Remember when they had to drive Trump around and he wasn't wearing a mask and, you know, all that that put them. He was in the car with. Oh, I remember. Yeah. Just waving, waving at his fans. Yeah. Putting everyone in that car in danger. I, I certainly hope there will be oversight for the oversight here because I think we have corrupt cops. And this just in breaking. I just saw watched Zoe Lofgren tell Nicole Wallace on Deadline White House that the Secret Service has retained counsel. Yes, they have. Hmm. Usually people that are, yeah. We'll see what happens there. That story is just frustrating as shit. I guess it depends on whether they retained counsel before they knew there was a criminal probe or after. Like, I mean, I guess it matters. Because if if they open a criminal investigation, you just retain counsel. Like, that's just what you do. But of course, if they had done that previously to this, it, it'd be interesting to find out when they did that. It absolutely would. And more sketchy fuckers. A former Trump White House aide who met with January 6th committee earlier this week went on a profane and sexist rant on a live stream after his testimony where he railed against the lawmakers and attacked other witnesses. And that's according to audio that was posted on his telegram. He put it up there himself. <laughs> now, the aide, Garrett Ziegler, I mean, come on. He met with the House panel on Tuesday. Lawmakers were likely interested in hearing from him because because of his ties to one of the most shocking episodes of the 2020 election saga, which was a White House meeting where then-President Donald Trump's outside allies tried to convince him to declare martial law and use the military to seize voting machines. So he was in the room where it happened. In the 27-minute live stream, Ziegler used vulgar and misogynistic language to attack Cassidy Hutchinson and Alyssa Fair Griffin. Those are the two women who worked for the Trump White House, but have since publicly broken from the former president and cooperated with the January 6th panel. Now, he also accused the January 6th House Select Committee of being anti-white without any evidence. He said they're Bolsheviks. Now, it was Ziegler. He said that in a stream, referring to the far-left communists who led the Soviet Union. Went on to say, so they probably do hate the American founders and most white people in general, This is a Bolshevistic anti-white campaign. And if you can't see that, your eyes are freaking closed. And so they see me as a young Christian who they can try to basically scare, right? Mm. Wow, that's all nuts. The live stream is audio only, thank God. But the voice on the recording matches past videos of Ziegler. So we know it's him. CNN has reached out to the January 6th committee and Ziegler's attorney seeking comment. 
Now, at the White House, Ziegler was an aide to Trump trade advisor, Peter Navarro, who was charged with contempt of Congress for defying the panel subpoena. And he pleaded not guilty to that. So the New York Times previously reported that Ziegler escorted some of Trump's most controversial allies into the White House for the now infamous December 2020 meeting where martial law was discussed that we just touched on. In Ziegler's online postings, he disputed parts of the Times story. On his Telegram channel, Ziegler continues to promote debunked conspiracy theories about the 2020 election. He's still doing it. He also falsely claimed in recent posts that the election was stolen. That was actually the best Trump impression that I think I've ever done. Which that was is nice. what It was. I, I got complaints from a listener. It wasn't a complaint. It was more that you and I start <laughs> in our Trump voice and then we go back into, it made me giggle. So then we go back into our reporter's voice because we're tired of sounding like him. Anyway, the election was stolen. And that the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol was one of the greatest orchestrated false flags in history. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. He's, he's in with conspiracists, I'm sure. Uh, my friend Elizabeth enjoyed the shout out just now. I'm glad she listens to the podcast. <laughs> Yeah. And I was actually like, uh, oh, maybe this is the guy, you know, he's going in to testify. Maybe this is the guy that, uh, you know, Trump called. And, and w- you know, when we heard that news that Trump called a, a witness that after Cassidy Hutchinson's yeah. testimony. N- nope. Probably not this guy. <laughs> probably not him. Yeah. He put his my, my phone ringing. <laughs> yep. Not ringing. Yeah. I, the, he seems to be a very uh, loyal Trump loyalist. And Dana, as Trump struggled to remain in power in late 2020, an anchor for a far-right TV network briefed a group of Trump's lawyers in detail on a plot to mobilize so-called alternate pro-Trump electors. We call them fraudulent here on Earth One. And that's according to an email reviewed by Politico. This is Betsy Woodruff Swan reporting. On December 13th, the day before electors gather to cast their state's presidential votes as required by law, Remember when people wanted to, like, spend the night in the Capitol and hide yeah. so that they could be in the Capitol? Christina Bob, she's a, an anchor for One America News, OAN, emailed several Trump campaign aides and allies to discuss arrangements for the fraudulent electors. Teeing up those pro-Trump electors to represent states that Biden won was a linchpin of Trump's efforts to challenge his loss. Politico reviewed the email, which has not been previously reported. They did not publish the email here, so we can't look at it ourselves. But it sheds light on how people in and close to the Trump campaign worked to contest the election, as well as the detailed planning that went into promoting alternate electors in states Biden carried. And by alternate, we mean illegal. (laughs) Bob's email indicates that a Trump campaign official spoke with teams around the country focused on the effort, then reported to her on those talks. She then sent his update to multiple lawyers working for and with Trump, including Rudy Giuliani, Boris Epstein, Jenna Ellis, get this, Joe DeGeneva and Victoria Tonzing. They've been on my fucking fantasy indictment league forever. (laughs) Okay, Joe DeGeneva and Victoria Tonzing were lawyers for fraud guarantee with Rudy and Lev and Igor, right? Old school, old school criminals. Yeah. And Victoria Tonzig had her phone seized the same day back in April of 2021 that Rudy's 18 devices were seized. And that was in response to some shit that went on in, you know, Ukraine with, the you know, Hunter Biden. Yep. But all those devices would have the January 6th information on them and all the Department of Justice would need to do is to get a warrant to go through them for that. Right. And we know that Barbara Cohn I think that's her name. Retired judge is the special master mm-hmm. in the in the uh, you know, she's the she's the taint team there. She's the filter team. 
going through all of those devices with including Victoria Tonesigs to look for attorney client privilege, like legit attorney client privilege. All that shit was handed over just this past January. So this all ties together. But one issue this OAN lady, Bob, reported in multiple states was the challenge of actually getting the illegitimate alternate electors into the state Capitol buildings. <laughs> we mentioned that, right? Like we're going to sp- <laughs> sneak in and stay the night like mannequin. And Hollywood will be there dressing windows. I love that movie. Keep it going. Uh, Hollywood. Okay. <laughs> and this is a quote. She said, they have a friendly legislator who can get them in. That was a pro-Trump electors in Nevada. But Bob didn't seem certain the plan would work. Quote, they're prepared to do it on the steps if needed, she added. Like, that counts, right? Like, we're on the steps. Bob didn't respond to requests for comment on her email from December 13th. 2020. In addition to the Trump lawyers, Bob sent this to former New York City Police Commissioner and longtime Giuliani buddy, Bernie Carrick. Remember him? Uh-huh. And attorney lobbyist, Catherine Freese. Bob's email also went to Matthew Stroya. We've talked about him, then chief of staff to Mike Kelly. Mike Kelly is the rep in Pennsylvania who got the fraudulent electors for Wisconsin and Michigan and tried to have his chief of staff send him, him over Pence? to Ron to Ron Johnson's office to give him to Mike Pence. Now, Stroya was later linked to the efforts to direct false electors lists to Mike Pence before then vice president presided over Congress's certification of the results. And of course, that is an attempt Pence's team did not welcome. They were like, do not give him that. Stroya's presence on the December 2020 emails indicates that Trump's allies saw him as a team player earlier than previously known, right? Because we just thought it was when this whole thing went down with the Ron Johnson electors. None of the recipients of Bob's email responded to requests for comment, probably wise, and a, a Mike Kelly spokesperson declined to comment. Bob opened the email, by the way, by saying that Mike Roman, another Trump campaign official, held a call the night before on the 12th with teams working the various states. Bob's email was also detailed about how many people in the relevant states were on board with the plan to take action as fraudulent electors. Alternate pro-Trump electors and illegal pro-Trump electors in Arizona, Georgia, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Nevada all signed certificates claiming they formally represented the voters of their states despite Biden winning. In New Mexico and Pennsylvania, alternate electors did so, but only after qualifying that they should only see their votes count if Trump prevailed in court challenges. Very smart of them to do that. That might get them off the hook in Pennsylvania and New Mexico. Epstein, Boris Epstein, responded a few minutes later to the email thanking Bob and copying Roman on the email thread. It's unclear how or if other email recipients to Bob's update were, were part of that chain. They it don't know. like she is in trouble. Uh-huh. Guess right. who else is in trouble? Oh, Mr. Bannon. <laughs> Mr. How many shirts am I wearing? Bannon. Yes. Trace camisas today, and it's the same fucking shirts. It's so gross. It's so gross. I bet it, well, I mean, he probably has all the same shirts. I just can't. I just can't. I don't understand it. So the form, we, as we know, Bannon was the former advisor to Donald Trump. Well, in his court case, he chose not to testify or call witnesses in his defense at all, clearing the way basically for closing arguments on Friday morning, followed by jury deliberations. So Bannon's attorneys told the judge Thursday morning that prosecutors had failed to show that their client was guilty of contempt of Congress for his alleged refusal to cooperate with the House committee investigating the January 6th attack on the Capitol. Mm. Well, the disclosure from Bannon's defense team came after the government rested its case Wednesday, following the testimony of only two two witnesses, one a congressional staffer and an FBI agent. 
Now, U.S. District Judge Carl Nichols dismissed jurors for the day and asked them to return Friday morning for closing arguments. Now, speaking to reporters outside the courthouse Thursday afternoon, the former Trump advisor Bannon contended again that it was not his willingness to cooperate with the House committee, the January 6th House committee, that should be in dispute, but the panel's willingness to negotiate his appearance. They're the fuckers. Okay. Bannon asserted that he had previously sat for interviews as part of separate investigations into Russian interference (laughs) with the 2016 election. So this guy's like, look, I sat down four, five years ago. I don't understand why. (laughs) I'm interviewed by cops all the time. All the time. I don't understand why they don't think I'm cooperating. (laughs) Wink, wink. I'm a rad guy. They want to talk to me every day. And this is a quote from Steve Bannon about Steve Bannon, which is always enjoyable. He said, I think 50 hours of testimony every time the exact same way. This before investigations by a special counsel, by the way, and by the House and Senate Intelligence Committees with a lawyer present invoking executive privilege. Bannon said in this quote, we've worked it out. And every time, every single time, more than anybody else in the Trump administration, Stephen K. Bannon testified. Again, that was Steve Bannon quoting Steve <laughs> Bannon in third person. Yeah. Well, Alison Gill says never trust anyone who talks about themselves in the third person. Dana would agree. Excellent. All right. We'll be right back with the good news. If you have any good news to send into us, you can do so by going to dailybeanspod.com and clicking on contact. Stick around. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everyone. Are you a finance professional or business owner looking for a better way to maximize productivity and make the most of every single dollar and every single minute? Well, look no further than Ramp. Ramp is a corporate card and financial software suite designed to help you save time and put money back in your pocket. Ramp gives finance teams unprecedented control and insight into what companies spend. And looking at your spending, kind of like logging your food, is the key, right? That is the answer. And with Ramp, you're able to create budgets, issue cards to every employee with very specific limits and restrictions if you want. You you can say, like, don't spend, like, block out certain businesses or certain kinds of businesses. It's really amazing. It automates your expense reporting so you can stop wasting time at the end of every month. It's so fast. Ramp's accounting software automatically collects receipts and categorizes your expenses in real time so you don't have to mess with that. And and the time that you save each month on employee expenses will allow you to close your books in days, not weeks. And Ramp also saves you money. Businesses that use Ramp save an average of 3.3% the first year. And I can confirm that. Ramp is easy to use, too. You can get started, issue virtual and physical cards, then start making payments in less than 15 minutes, whether you have five employees or 5,000. It's so simple. And right now you get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com slash beans. That's ramp.com slash beans. Again, R-A-M-P dot com slash beans. And as you know, I used to have trouble sleeping. And that's sad because sleeping is my favorite. But then I got a custom mattress from Helix and all of my problems were solved. Helix Sleep has an online two-minute sleep quiz. And it matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Everyone's unique and Helix knows that. So they have several mattress models to choose from. Soft, medium, firm mattresses, mattresses that can cool you down if you sleep hot, spinal alignment mattresses, Helix Plus mattress for plus-size sleepers. They have it all. I took the Helix quiz and I was matched with the Helix Midnight because I'm a side sleeper and I like a medium firm bed. And now I get the best night's sleep of my life. Once you take the quiz and order the mattress that you're matched to, it'll come right to your door. It's shipped for free. 10-year warranty, 100 nights to decide if you want to keep it, financing options available, and they'll pick it up and give you a full refund if you don't love it. But you will. 
And Helix was awarded number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired. Helix has been recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. So go to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans, take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a mattress that'll give you the best sleep of your life. It's customized for you and the way you sleep. And right now, Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for listeners at helixsleep, H-E-L-I-X, sleep.com slash dailybeans. All right, everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Who likes good news, everyone? Then good news, everyone. Good news, good news. And if you have any good news, confessions, corrections, what the mutt, whoopee stories, find the cat, anything you want to send us, especially pictures of pets and bebes, uh, send it to us by going to dailybeanspod.com and clicking on contact. First up from Terry, pronouns she and her. Hi, ladies. I've been listening to you for many months. I just became a patron. You are my go-to news source every morning. Thank you, Terry. Thanks for making me laugh out loud, literally and presenting it in an entertaining way. I especially appreciate your insight and ability to read between the lines and the bullshit. Although prior to 2016, I had no interest in politics. That's a lot of us, Terry. (laughs) Once Trump became the Republican nominee, I became engaged. I have read thousands of articles and listened to countless pundits and podcasts. Of course, I've always exercised my right to vote and have voted for Democrats in every election, many decades worth. I'm a lawyer by training, but I only practiced law for three years because after I had my first child, I decided that raising her And then almost three years later, my son was much more rewarding than the legal profession. And I have no regrets. And I am proud and grateful that I could be there every day to raise my two children who are now well-adjusted as much as any of us can be (laughs) self-sufficient, productive adults. So my good news is that I am now a grandma of three. Okay, not human babies, but kittens. (laughs) Hopefully one day I will be that kind of grandma. But for now, I've embraced my grand cats and I'm succeeding in my role as a doting grandma. I've obtained all the cat gear for my house, <laughs> litter box, food bowls, <laughs> cat trees, and lots and lots of toys. First, my daughter adopted a kitten shortly after she and my son moved in together in September 2020. She adopted a black kitten because they're the least adopted cats, which I don't get. They're the first ones I go to. Watson is his name. He's very handsome. He wears a bow tie 24-7. Cute. He's got an attitude and is sassy and quirky. I love weird cats. My daughter and her girlfriend planned to get an apartment together when my kid's lease ended. Her girlfriend thought that Watson would also need a partner, so she adopted a black kitten a couple of months before they moved in together. She named him Patrick after her grandma Pat because he has one eye and her grandma can only see out of one of her eyes. That's adorable. (laughs) Happily, her grandma was honored. I would be too. I'm glad to report that after a rocky play date prior to move-in day, Watson and Patrick are now loving brothers. My third grandson was adopted by my son. Prior to live grand cat, right? Prior to living with Watson, my son never aspired to own a cat, but he fell in love with Watson and couldn't bear living without one. That's how it always happens. So in April, my son adopted Albert and he's now completely head over heels in love with him. And his girlfriend says she's got a lot of competition, just like the others. I have embraced Albert and brag about him to my friends, just like I do about the other two. After multiple visits by Watson before Patrick was adopted, Albert has now visited a couple times and he's scheduled for a week long stay when my son goes on vacation at the end of the month. He's adorable, sweet and smart, a bit of a handful. Certainly, I love all my grandcats for who they are, no matter what. As I often told my children throughout their childhood, I could have never anticipated how much joy these cats have brought me throughout the pandemic, nor appreciated the distraction they provided with all the craziness that occurs every day. 
I'm not sure if you refer to pet photos as pet tax or pet tags. I think I saw pet tax somewhere on your website, but pet tags makes more sense. Maybe you can explain why it's pet tax. Oh, uh, because when you write in, you have to pay a tax, and that tax is photos of pets. I'm curious, regardless, I'm attaching photos of the boys. You can distinguish Watson from Patrick because Patrick has one eye. That's helpful. And the photo of Albert will be obvious. (laughs) (laughs) Another good news, I'm making a small contribution in the effort to save democracy by writing letters with a personal story to voters in swing states. I believe that if we make even a small contribution any way we can, we can win in November and preserve democracy. I have to believe it because the alternative is so fucking scary. Again, thanks both of you for all the laughs during this difficult time. You're the best. Be well and stay safe. Hug, kiss, kiss, hug, kiss, hug, Terry. Oh, hello, kitten. They're so sweet. Look at the rainbow bow tie. Oh, my God. Little creamsicle. And there's good old one eye. And then the bow tie. So sweet. Mm, Thank you for sharing your grand cats, Terry. Oh, my God. This picture already came up. Uh, This is from Julie. No pronouns given. Thank you for giving me a daily recap of the news with swearing. These last six years have been brutal, but you give me hope and humor. And drive to get me through the times. I love the good news section, hearing misheard lyrics. My husband has the best one. Elton John's Your Song. I hope you don't mind. I hope you don't mind. But if I put, da- <laughs> but if I put down in words, I wonder what life is. No. In your, in your under- underwear. In your wear. So that's going to sound like, I hope you don't mind. mind. I hope I you, hope don't, you mind. don't mind. If I put down in words how wonder what life is in your underwear. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, I have to, yeah, cracks me up. And I know it will make your listeners crack up too. And this doggo. I don't know who the doggo is, but I want to give love to this doggo. I want to scratch the ears. Oh, and kiss the snout. Oh, so cute. Thank you for that. And the, if, 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 if in fact that is your dog, uh, you didn't mention it, uh, but I'm assuming this is dog tax. Might be another one. We might read a submission later on that, that this photo belongs oh, to. Oh, true. Could photo. be. Who knows? Next up from uh, pronoun she and her anonymous. Thank you for all you do. I volunteer with the elderly in the UK. And I have a story about a lady I served no longer with us. Fiercely liberal and compassionate to her death at 96. Wow. Once I walked in, she asked me, what's up with all these trans athletes? My first thought was, oh, God. But she went on to say, how can we support them? Nice. (laughs) Uh, About a year after the Brexit referendum, she asked me what I thought about it. I was always too honest with her, so I asked her if she knew what clusterfuck meant. (laughs) She had not heard the word before. I normally mind my P's and Q's, and so I was dying with embarrassment, saying this word several times over. She wanted to be sure she had it right so she could repeat it to her grandchildren. She was an inspiration to all of us and a firm rebuke to the idea that one becomes more conservative with age. Yes. Apparently, she was shouting at Boris Johnson on the television four days before (laughs) she died. I don't have pets, but our charity is located in a local park with some lovely carvings of dogs attached. That's in a park. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. How great is that? That's beautiful. That took forever. That is. It's large. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. That's, that's so cool. Thank you for that photo. And that's so awesome. What you do working with the elderly and what a little, what a little spark plug. I know. This, right. Uh, good. good description. What's up with all these trans athletes? How can we support them? I know. Cause you know, the <laughs> hair would have gone right up on yeah. my neck and I'd have been yeah. like, Oh, Okay, let's get down to it. All right, this is from Jess, pronouns she and her. Hey there, Beans Queens. 
I am an educator in North County, San Diego. If listeners aren't aware, public schools across the country have been under attack with school boards getting hijacked by nefarious groups like Let Them Breathe, which is an anti-mask, anti-vax group. The Parent Association, which is an anti-union teacher public education pro-charter voucher group, and many more. Groups like these often have ties to the Koch brothers and the like. Now, recently, our chaotic and divided school passed a heavily gerrymandered map, which gave a trustee who may not even reside in San Diego, but Tahoe, an extra two years instead of making her run in November, distorted the current areas so that they were unrecognizable and made one of our solid board members redundant. Luckily, the County Board of Education stepped in and created a fair and reasonable map that replaced this load of horse pucky the corrupt were trying to get through. So yay, please keep an eye on who is running for local offices. It makes a massive difference, and many of these institutions are under attack. My pet tax is a sweetheart of a foster husky. Oh my God. A husky Klee Kai. Klee Kai. Puppy. That needs to find her forever home. This puppy's up for adoption. You can find her on petfinder.com under Icicle, which is a great name for this dog in Southern California. She'd make a great hiking partner, but also loves to snuggle up and watch TV with you. She's two-ish and just a lovely dog. If I could have a dog in my apartment, I would go get Icicle. is beautiful. Look at this flower photo. I know. Oh, my God. And those eyes. I want this doggo. I know. <gasps> She's so lovely. Oh, why thank you for this, sending her. Why don't I take this next short one so that you can close us out uh, with All Jan right, sounds after. good. Oh, my God. I, I know. know why you want to take this one. You don't know. This that. is from Peg. <laughs> no pronouns <laughs> given. <laughs> shut up, Gil. You shut up, man. Okay. This is from Peg. No pronouns given. Been my daily addiction since the kitchen table days. My world stops when my Norfolk says, I need a belly rub. Keep it coming. And look at this puppy. <sighs> that is how he asks for belly rubs. I he, I would be rubbing his belly all day. All yeah. day. I wouldn't. I would he'd be getting Zerberts too. That's amazing. What a sweet baby. I love eyebrows and beards and mustaches on dogs. It's my favorite. They look like distinguished gentlemen. They do. All right. Next up from Jan, pronouns she and her. My dear Beans Queens, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate having you in my ears every morning. Your infectious laughter makes the news go down with a spoonful of sugar and helps me swallow reality. Oh, thank you. I'm excited to finally have permission to share with the Daily Beans my daughter's Etsy shop, Gamer Girl Jewelry Shop. Yes, she makes jewelry, but it's her custom made dice I've been wanting to share with you. Some have liquid cores. Some have natural fern and dried rosebuds. She made rainbow bright themed dice for Pride Week. She recently had a custom order for a dice set requested by someone in Ireland. Please check out her page, but I will try to add a few photos here. She's even said I can put beans inside the dice. Let me know if that entices. Oh, oh, look at these. Those these are, are like awesome. Set of uh, RPG dice, right? Like when you're doing role playing games and you need a, a Three-sided, four-sided, five, six, seven, eight, all the way up to 20, 20. right? Yeah. Look how beautiful these are. Gorgeous. Oh, scented lavender dice. Wow. Just, I would all, just be like, smell of a dice. Just smell of yeah, a dice. You're being, you're being attacked and you have to like roll for, um, for, for protection or something. And you're just like, oh, and you calm down. I have to smell the lavender. <laughs> I mean, that would really get anyone to back up anyway because you look like a crazy person. That's true. Just smelling my dice. Teeth, crystal, and gold glitter. Oh, 
Commander Data. Look at, oh, these are so cool. Thank you. All right, so that, again, is Gamer Girl Jewelry Shop on Etsy, everyone. So you can check out their wonderful dice because truly amazing. And thank you, Jan, for sending that in. And thank you, everyone, for submitting your good news. I appreciate it. We need it every day. There will be an episode of Mueller She Wrote this Sunday. There was a lot of Mueller news over the last couple of weeks. So I'm going to I'm going to put out one episode of Mueller She Wrote this Sunday and we'll see where it goes from there. But uh, Dana, are you out next week? I am. So listeners, I promise AG has not fired me. No one has pushed me downstairs. <laughs> I will be back August 8th. So it's a bit of a break. Um, I'm going to be overseas. There's nothing I can do about the recording time or connectivity. Uh, but just know that I will miss you all as much as you will miss me. And I will be back in your ears the week of August 8th. So hold down the fort until then, please. I will hold down the fort. I will be here putting the news in your ears with swears. I'll have some special guests, surprise people dropping in to help me read the news. You won't want to miss. And uh, of course, you know, I'll never leave people without content. (laughs) I can't. It's just not in my bones. So thank you so much. And please travel safely, Dana. I will. Thank you. I love you very much. And I want you to be safe. I love you, too. And uh, everybody else, I will see you on Moshi Road on Sunday and then the beans on Monday morning. Until then, please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, take care of the planet, take care of your mental health and vote blue over Q. I've been AG. And I've been DG. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg and Amy Carrero. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants, and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. MSW Media.